Well, how many of you have already taken down your Christmas tree and decorations? You know, some people, they love to put it up right after Thanksgiving, and then they take it down right after Christmas. You know, you're just so done with it. And then other people, they sort of like to decorate and put up the tree, oh, maybe mid-December or so, and so you leave the decorations up through January. For us, we always take them down on New Year's Day. That's just our particular rhythm in our house. But whenever you do that, there's usually some cleaning, some organizing that goes on, maybe some decluttering. And I was thinking that as we begin this new year, it's also a time sort of to put things away, to gear our hearts and our minds for the opportunities that await us this year. And for me, especially, I am ready to put the challenges of 2020 behind us, and I sort of look forward to all that 2021 will bring to us. Now, maybe some of you, you've been working on some New Year's resolutions, and there's some things that you want to do a little differently this year. I just want to encourage you with that. We're going to talk about that a little more specifically, as I mentioned, next week, sort of how to develop some habits so that you can stay accountable to that. But what I want to do this morning is I sort of want to look at sort of a broad overview for the year. I want to focus sort of on an attitude or a mindset that we can enter into this year. And I want to do that by focusing on three important statements that will sort of help us focus, help to give us some perspective as we enter this new year. And these statements actually come from the next part, the next chapter in the Christmas story. We often read from Luke chapter 2, we read verses 1 through 20, often on Christmas Eve. It's a story of Jesus' birth, and the shepherds, and the angels, and all of that. But what happens directly after that? What is next in Luke's story of Jesus' life? How did Mary and Joseph sort of end these amazing days and go on with their lives, facing their future with confidence? And how can that help us for our own lives here in 2021? That's a little bit about what I want to talk about this morning. So would you pray with me as we begin? Lord Jesus, thank you for your word. Your word that is new every morning. And no matter how many times, Lord, we might read a scripture, that we can develop these new ideas and we can gain new insights out of it. And so, Lord, I pray that you would help us as we dig into your word this morning and that your Holy Spirit might speak to our hearts in ways that only you can do. We ask this in the name of Christ. Amen. So our scripture from this morning comes from Luke chapter 2, starting with verse 21, the very next verse and in Luke 2. It says this, On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise him, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given to him before he had been conceived. And when the time of their purification, according to the law of Moses, had been completed, that was now 40 days from the moment of Jesus' birth until this time, it says Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. So I want us to see a couple of important things here about Joseph and Mary. First of all, that we see that they were very devout Hebrews. They wanted to take Jesus and do what every other Jewish couple does, and that is to present him to the Lord. And they did this in accordance with Exodus chapter 13. It says, consecrate to me every firstborn male. They wanted to follow the law of Moses. They were very devout, and they loved God. And we also see here their great humility. You know, Joseph and Mary each received a message from the angel, 
They knew that Jesus had been conceived in this miraculous way, that he was God's child, and yet they wanted to come and to bring him as devote parents and give him back to God. We see their humility, their genuineness, that they wanted to love God, to honor him, and to serve him. But we also see here their poverty. Normally you would bring a young lamb and you would sacrifice that lamb as part of this uh, dedication back to God. If you couldn't afford a lamb, that's when you would bring two pigeons, uh, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. And so that's what they did. Evidently they couldn't afford a lamb. They had given all of themselves in bringing Jesus into this world. Now there had been 700 years since Isaiah's prophecy that a Messiah would be born. And this Messiah, he was going to come and and, and bring everything back together and make it be right. And Israel was going to again shine in its glory as it did under the King David's time. Israel had suffered a lot. There had been cycles of oppression and slavery and destruction. Their, Their temple had been destroyed. Their city had been destroyed. People had gone into exile. And then there was reconciliation and rebuilding. And Israel was now together in the first century, but it was fracturing under Roman rule. And the people still had a very hard life and were going through very hard times. And so people longed. They longed for the prophecies of the Old Testament. They longed for a Messiah to come. And people waited with with expectant hope. And that's what we see here in the scripture passage. We see two people in particular, a man named Simeon and a, a woman named Anna. And they waited desperately with that hope for this Messiah to come. They were looking for him. They wanted this Messiah to come who would turn darkness into light, who would take away the sting of death and replace it with life. And so first we are introduced to a man named Simeon. It says in verse 25, it tells us a little bit about him. It says this. Now there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon who was righteous and devout And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And so moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God. So Simeon was this man who loved God, who was a devout Jew. And he had received a promise And the promise was that he was going to see the Messiah with his very own eyes sometime before he died. And I bet he was filled with anticipation and excitement like a child on Christmas Eve. Lord, is it this one? Is it this one? Is it this one? And then he waited, and he waited, and he waited. And those days turned into weeks, that turned into months, It turned into years. Lord, is it this one? Lord, is it this one? And he just longed in his heart, wondering when this promise was going to be fulfilled. Is it ever going to come true? How long, Lord, do I need to wait? And he waited throughout his whole life, waiting for the birth of his Messiah. And he was now nearing the end of his life, and he could feel it in his bones. Would God keep his promise? Could it really happen? And I think perhaps he asked the question that a lot of us ask from time to time. Can I trust you, God? Can I trust that what you have said is going to come into being? 
These were the things that played over and over again in his mind. So we see Simeon in this passage of scripture, and then we're introduced to a woman named Anna. And scripture tells us in verse 36 that she was 84 years old. She had been a widow for most of her life. Her husband died after only seven years of marriage. Now our culture tends to put a premium on youth. But in Mary and Joseph's world, in their day, the older someone was, the wiser they were, and the more people looked up to them. Now, the normal life expectancy in that time was around 40 years of age. I had never really noticed before, but in studying the scripture passage, how important it is that it says that Anna was 84 years old, twice the average life expectancy. Now, imagine... Imagine for you, if we had somebody here who was 150 years old or more, and they were sitting in the church talking to people, do you think that we would maybe stand up and and listen to what that person had to say? I mean, this is fantastic. And she was revered among the people, and what she said mattered, because God had, had breathed an extra amount of life into her, and it mattered. Now, these two people... What can we learn from Simeon and Anna for our lives as we prepare for 2021? I want to focus in on three statements, I think, to give us perspective, to give us an overview, to help us embrace this new year. And the first one is this. Life is a journey. I will live it with trust. Life is a journey. I will live it with trust. As Simeon went into the temple courts that day, as he took baby Jesus in his arms, I can only imagine the anticipation and the excitement and this longing that he had felt for so long. I bet there was just this absolutely radiant smile on his face. Perhaps he couldn't even contain his emotion as he held that baby and there were tears that just streamed down his face. He had finally encountered the one who had been promised so long ago, the Christ. And Simeon says in verse 29, he says, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and glory for your people, Israel. You see, Jesus brought great joy. He brought great joy even from his birth for the people who had hearts that were opened enough to receive it. And joy is a fruit of the Spirit. Jesus continues to offer that for us today. Joy is a fruit of the Spirit, a product of a life centered on Christ. And it's not just about happiness. It's about this deep abiding joy that he offers to each one of us when our lives are centered on him. This joy that reminds us that God, that God is always with us. Jesus said, I will never leave you or forsake you. And so it's this joy that we hold on to that no matter what we face, no matter what happens in this year, that it's going to be okay. Because Jesus is with you. Because Jesus is with me. It is that joy when our life is centered on Christ. 
And Simeon, he, he, his words echo the language of the prophet Isaiah. In Isaiah chapter 42 and chapter 49, it says the servant of the Lord is going to be a light to the Gentiles. You see, Simeon, he immersed himself in the scriptures and it prepared him to see Jesus as more than just a common baby. As you have promised. What are you waiting on God for in 2021? What are we waiting on? What are we depending on God for as a church in 2021? Maybe you're, you're just waiting and longing for the return of health. Maybe we're just waiting for the vaccine or waiting to worship together again. Waiting for all of those things that seem to have been put on hold. Maybe you're waiting for the reconciliation of family members or the healing of someone you love or, or someone to date or marry. What are you trusting in God for with all of your heart as you begin this year of 2021? You see, God's word is full of promises. Promises that you are loved and promises that you are special and promises that you have a purpose and promises that you can rest in the very palm of the Almighty. Promises that he will never leave you or forsake you. You see, we live on the other side of Christmas. And Jesus, who came as a little baby, he grew into a man and, and he gave himself for you and for me on the cross of Calvary so that we might experience salvation, so that we may know that no matter what happens, when you trust your life to him, you are always going to be with him. We can trust and live in the promise of that salvation. Life is a journey. But you and I can go into this year and we can choose to live it with trust one day at a time. If this past year has taught us anything, it is to be flexible. We can't plan far in advance. Who even knows what's going to happen three weeks from now? And so we enter this year knowing that life is a journey. I will choose to live it with trust in God one day at a time. Second, life is a mission. I will live it obediently. Life is a mission. I will live it obediently. It says in verse 27 that Simeon was moved by the spirit and he went into the temple courts. And then in verse 38, it says the other person in our scripture, Anna, coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and she spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. So Anna comes up to Joseph and Mary at the very moment that Simeon does, and these two people who had longed for the Messiah, they pick him out of all of the other couples and all of the other babies, babies that day, and they come at that very moment to see Jesus. How cool is it that our God can orchestrate that in that very moment and that particular special time? Have you ever had one of those at that very moment experiences happen for you? Maybe it's you were going to the store and you happened to be right at the moment in that store when somebody else was there and you got to talk to somebody you hadn't seen in a long time. That was a God moment. Maybe it's about when you're trying to call somebody or text them and they're thinking about you right at that moment. Maybe it's some other divine appointment that God had you exactly where you needed to be and it was something that only God can do. When we remember that our lives, our mission, we get to have those experiences and those moments that mean the world to what God is doing and what God wants to do through us. 
We need to learn to be obedient to the promptings of the Spirit and to develop a sensitivity to his voice. I think about moms and dads, maybe even some grandmas and grandpas. And when you're with your little infant baby, you can begin to discern those different cries that that child has. You know if it's a, if it's a hunger cry, or you know if it's that they wanna be comforted, or you know if it's a hurting cry. You begin to understand that because you're around that baby all the time. And if you're with several other different babies, you can discern and know which cry is your baby because you're around it all the time. For the rest of us, we don't know that or understand that. And so too, we have to train ourselves to listen and to be attentive to the Spirit's voice in our lives. When that prompting from the Lord, God puts somebody on your mind to be obedient and to follow through on that. Not say, oh, I'll just call them later or I'll do that next time but to be sensitive and to understand and to train ourselves to hear that voice and then to be obedient. How did Simeon and Anna's inner vision become so keen that they were prompted to go and see baby Jesus right in that moment? It's because they had been listening to that voice for a long time. And it's why it's so important for us to be in God's word and to have times of prayer and times where we can listen and to train ourselves to be obedient to his voice. That's why in the morning, it's the first thing I do. I get out of bed and I go to the living room and I sit in my chair and I cuddle up with a blanket when it's cold and I get out God's word and I read it. And I listen and I pray and I write in my journal because it's training me to listen to that voice so I can be a part of God's mission in our world. These two people might have missed this precious moment that God wanted to show them if they had not been obedient and listened to that voice to go to the temple courts at that moment. And if you and I want to be a part of what God's doing, we have to understand that our lives are a mission, that you have a purpose, and that is to be the hands and feet of Jesus every single day. And you and I are called to be obedient to that inner voice of what God has planned. So as we prepare to start 2021, Remember every day, every day when you get up, that you are a part of the mission that God wants to do. You are a part of what God wants to do in this world. As we enter this year, let's remember life is a journey. We can choose to live it with trust. Life is a mission. We can choose to live it with obedience. And third, life can be a battle. I will live it courageously. Life can be a battle at times, and we have to learn to live it with courage. Look at verse 33. It's talking about Joseph and Mary here. It says this. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, this child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. Imagine how these words must have been received. Joseph and Mary, they, they were strangers going into the city of Jerusalem. And so it was probably unexpected, maybe even a little bit alarming when, when the elderly Simeon came up to them. But in that busy temple court, when, when all the other people only saw a poor couple with a baby, next, 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 how amazing would they have felt 
that Simeon recognized their child, that he pronounced blessings on them and on the baby. Joseph and Mary, I bet they were encouraged in their heart, grateful to see somebody who recognized that this child was special, this child was different, this child was extraordinary. Yet they faced a battle ahead of them, just as they had been through in months past. Jesus would not be accepted by everyone. Not everyone would believe their story. Sadly, even as Jesus became an adult, some saw him as a troublemaker or a religious rebel or a person who deserved to die. He would bring out the very best in people, but he would also bring out the very worst and jealousy and cruelty and hatred. And through all that, Mary, his mother, would experience the most profound of heartache, and that was watching her son die. Life is a battle. Life is hard sometimes. And yet we are called to live it with courage. As 2020 has taught us, difficult times, they can either bring us together or they can create great division among people. So the next chapter, whatever it is for you personally, whatever it is together for us in 2021, let us say with courage, I will go with God. I will walk with him. I'm reminded of Joshua chapter one, verse nine. It says, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. I don't want to be afraid as I start 2021. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. The year 2020, it was full of of constant change and fear and anxiety and uncertainty. It required all of us to adapt and to innovate. As we enter 2021, let us not be afraid. Let us not be discouraged. But let us rely on his strength. You can't always control what happens to you. But you can control how you respond. And so let us focus on these three statements. May they provide an overview. May they provide a perspective for us as we enter this year. Life is a journey. I will choose to live it with trust. Life is a mission. I will choose to live it with obedience. Life can be a battle. I will choose to live it with courage. May this be our focus. May this be our prayer as we commit our lives again to Christ this year. Let's pray. Maybe on this very first Sunday of the year, it's time to just make a fresh commitment to Christ. And maybe you've just kind of gotten off track a little bit this year. Maybe you just desire to grow closer to him, to hear God's voice, to be on that mission, to get back to worship, just to focus on that mission of serving Christ in your life. Maybe you've never made a commitment to following Christ before, but you're just kind of tired of trying to do life all on your own. You have a need for God in your life. You, you need that sense of purpose, that sense of mission. This is a great moment on this very first Sunday of the year to regain that focus, to simply say, Jesus, I want to follow you more closely this year. Forgive me, Lord, for getting off track. Help me to start fresh this new year, to trust you, to listen for your voice more regularly, to embrace the challenges of our day. 
Oh, Father, fill the hearts and minds of your people this morning with a renewed sense of hope, with a renewed sense of focus, with clarity as we embrace this new year, remembering that life is a journey. Life is a mission. Life is often a battle. But Lord, we will choose to trust you. We will choose to be obedient to you. We will choose to live with courage. Help us, Lord, to embrace you each and every day. We ask this in the powerful name of Christ. Amen.